Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro and Brandon might join us. Um, we are here to review the film Blue Beetle. I do not have the synopsis in front of me or any of the notes, so we're just going to wing it. Um, what do you think? I really enjoyed this. I was pleasantly surprised, and I hope the movie doesn't get beat up because of it being a Warner project. Um, I, I thought it was really good casting. I thought it was really smart that they kind of oriented this within a family unit. It has a very, 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 very Latin vibe, and I enjoyed that. Um, it looked good. Um, you know, within the confines of the limits of, we are really starting to see some of the limits of some of the VFX teams when they're put under pressure and rushed. But um, I enjoyed the final product far more than I thought I would. Um, I don't think I've liked George Lopez in anything in a really long time. And I really enjoyed his um, over-the-top ridiculousness as Rudy Reyes. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, it, again, it reminds me a lot of what they did with Shazam as this is probably the best or second best Nexus exam um, film DC has done uh, in, a, in, in, a, in trying to make an extended universe type stuff. Um, I'm aware that this is, he had some hands in it, but this is kind of one of the one things that's kicking off the, the James Gunn universe, I believe. Um, and I think what makes it work is that it's nothing like what, it's the same that it makes Sazam work. It's nothing like what they do in their films. It's it's actually fun. It's got colors. It's family oriented. It's um it 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 does some of the things that we've seen Marvel do with its characters when it does when it has a character that's not white or a film that's not predominantly white, right? Um now that I think about it, uh there's almost none of the main characters are white. Any of them. Now to think about it, um, it's like when you watch the first Black Panther, right? So obviously not as good as that. Um, it's still <laughs> and, and it's still a Warner Brothers film, so there is still still that. Um, however, it 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 incorporates the it does the things I think Zack Snyder thought he was doing when he would try to incorporate the ethnicity and um and uh cultures that he would do like oh well look see i had i took jason momoa's you know cultural tattoos and i just made it bigger right that's what that's what Zack snyder thought that he was doing this is like you said it's not just that the reyes family is has a very is a very latin family it's everything about them like the even the idea of hey he is the first one in his family to go to, to graduate from college the the fact that you know some of his folks are actually not here legally. The fact that um, a giant corporation trying to push them out and buy land, like there's a very it it's a very world outside your window type vibe that generally comes from a Marvel film, but it's also generally when DC not even in films but even in comics is at their best when they do the same thing, and that's what this film is, right? It is well. well no, I was going to say, well, you know, that right there, it's it's not the fictitious world outside your window. It's not right. the world people only want to acknowledge is that's outside your window. This movie is set in basically Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, and and they're like they're the edge keys and all of the things that they've got there. So uh, pretending that the world is white only works if you don't go out the hey, bro, you're he sorry, bro, you're breaking there. up there. I you, thought it was. I, I, I you're oh, breaking. You're breaking hello? up, bro. Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. You're breaking up. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, you're good. I yeah, I got. I'm I'm getting poor connection, but I I really feel like. I really feel like the people who made this movie cared that this movie made sense and that there was cohesion in the story. But they also know you without fun. So it's got life. It's got bounce. What's up, B? Yeah, well, he's getting on. Um, I mean, I think, what yeah. I was going to say, it, but it's not just that the 
people that made the film cared. It's the fact that the studio stayed out of it. Because it's never that... It's never a pro- Hey, I believe uh, that... Oh, uh, was it Andy Machete or whoever made The Flash? I believe fully that he cared about that film. I just think that they were around it. It's just... You can... I think a lot of the people care about this stuff. Zack Snyder cared about his films. It just... There was no good decision-making around it. Here, it... I'll give again, it has... If Zack Snyder cared about his films, he would have brought somebody else in to write. Well, no, no, no. And, uh, or he well, would have listened okay, to them. Okay, yeah. There's a different, there's a different thing about care, right? It's outside of your own ego, right? Uh, again, it's not saying that this is not a perfect film. There's definitely things that annoyed me in this film, things I didn't like. But again, the bar is low here. Um, and again, if I said the bar comparing it to other DC films, um, this is not having to uh, grade it on a on a curve. Again, it's up there with Sazam. You know, I enjoy Sazam for what it was. I enjoyed this for what it was. Um, there is an annoyance thing I have here where I would prefer us not have to do origin story. I understand why they did it here because I can't deal with the whole thing of the. <sighs> We'll talk more about this on the spoiler review and stuff like that, but I'm fine with the first time being like, I don't want to fight you, dude. But the second, third, and fourth, and fifth time, hey, dog, I don't need that in my film. I'm sorry. I just, that's where it starts to kind of, there, there's, a, there's a little bit in this film where you're just like, there's a, there's a little bit in this film. Hey, Brandon, your mic's loud, uh, uh, live. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a little bit in this film where you're just like, Okay, okay, I, I get it, right? I get the I get the struggle. I get the stuff you're trying to do. I get the stuff you're trying to say. But uh, okay, man, I I I get it. I get it. Hey, Brandon, your your mic's loud. Your mic's live. Okay, I think I could. I mean, is the baby joining us? Because we love no, the baby. There we go. Um, I, I I get that, but I also feel like um. It it bothered me, but the intentionality of the naivety of the lead character and uh I, I kinda I'm kinda gonna give them a little bit of a pass on that because when you came into Black Panther, you were coming into a lead character who was fully realized in his power. And he was also introduced earlier in another movie, so we had a sense that there was more there. So they didn't really have to give us origin story for dropping us into Wakanda. We did. We got a lot of origin story of Wakanda of of the the root cause of his powers and all of that things but him he was a grown-ass man he was already seated in his power this kid bro, I'm, gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there bro, I'm so gonna stop wet you. behind the ears bro, i'm gonna stop you right there that his family i'm gonna stop you right there like a lot of families when your one your first gen kid is in school they wanted to keep him focused on school so they didn't tell him what was going on at home and i thought that was a really smart way to orient a story with the factors that you said it has. It's like, you know, you've got, you know, first gen going to school, you've got people, you know, who who's clearly a dreamer um, and all of these things going on without making it too heavy on it. So I kind of, I kind of gave I, him a little I bit of a... You, I get you on that. I'm, I'm just going to say, first yes. time you try to kill me, I can understand maybe I'm trying to understand myself. The second time, and I'm still trying to let talk, nah, dog, I don't care. This is not, this is not a fictional world. This is not... Okay, that I, shit don't okay, make no fucking sense. I'm sorry. I'm just going I mean, to sit there and look say. At, you look at Jaime and Jaime, you know, he looks soft. He looks soft. I don't care how soft you are. At some point, you're going, I'm just, I'm just, but, I'm just, I'm but just I love the fact that that's where they rooted this origin story. It's like, it wasn't just about finding out about the Beatle. It wasn't just him drag, being dragged along for the ride. But there was some of that and that they used it smartly for comedy. But there also were these elements where, like, you know, he, they're like, you got to step up. You got to get a grip. And But they also had him make the, like, what would be rationally stupid mistakes or or, or this idea that a lot of people have. It's like... Yeah, Ro, you broke up again. I, I, it's like, I just feel like sometimes when you have someone who's in their early 20s and you, and, and, and they literally have no life experience whatsoever outside of whatever is their familiar experience. The smart play is to pull them from inside that familial experience out. And I, and I like the way that they did that, like how they had the de- relationship develop with him and the beetle, why they didn't like, th- cause he wasn't the only one making young and dumb 
decisions. But the other person who was making stupid decisions in here, uh, who basically got him caught up in this mess, I wish they had given a little bit more time and development to that particular character. Um, the uh, not Susan Sarandon's character, but the the younger Cord. And so, I think that's where my irritation sat because she should have known better. I gave him a little bit more of a pass, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I feel like if she had empowered him with knowledge, he might have acted less like a, I don't know, uh, like we could, you know, negotiate with the police kind of dude. I don't know. But I, I, I hope they take the right lessons away from this movie, but I don't think they will. And that's the part that's kind of sticking with me overall, because this was a fun ride. It was, it was smartly done. Um, obviously, they mimic some things that you see in the MCU, but I feel like that was more superhero story mechanic than it was an attempt to you know mimic marvel no i it, like it, it's not it's, i don't even think people are going to say that it's not trying to mimic marvel it's just when even in dc comics when dc does in marvel the same way when they do their comics right they seem very similar because you make you you want to make your character to least relatable even if you don't like the characters in some cases or you don't like the overall thing making the character relatable is just what it is it's just it's how it always works right that's why the reason why Flash and Batman and, and Superman are some of the most popular characters is not because they just make them gods among men. It's when you go and read the comics, you're like, huh, this is, hey, this guy's got, you know, Bruce Wayne's got real people problems, even though he's rich, huh? That's weird, right? It's, it's, it's oddly enough relatable. So it's a weird thing of storytelling. If you make your characters somewhat relatable, it's going to make people enjoy it more. So I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird thing that somehow WB doesn't seem to fucking understand. So. Well, that's why I appreciated that Unho was a director because I really enjoyed Charm City King. So seeing him bring some of that more grounded like aspects to how he directed the the ensemble, how he pushed forward the action, how he oriented things in the city, how we got to see different parts, and you kind of got like a top top topographical map of where they were in the universe that they've set up there. So even if this ends up being a standalone, which I hope it doesn't. Um, you got you got full story fulfillment from beginning to end, and I really appreciated that. Hey, Brent, are you back? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. What do you think? Hmm? What do you think? Oh, y'all been recording the whole time? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I've heard some of the stuff that y'all said, and I'm just honestly, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's not for me. I also don't think it's a superhero film. Like, I just, I could not come to grips with how little time they have this character as Blue Beetle doing cool Blue Beetle shit on screen. Because when it's done on screen, it's done really well. But, like, everything is in the trailer. And I was hoping that that wasn't going to be it. And it, it just wasn't like it just it was like, OK, like there's a point where they give weapons to everyone in this film. And I was annoyed. I was honestly annoyed as hell. I know it was supposed to be funny and I know it's supposed to be fun. And I know this is going to replace like fast this whole family thing, because that is part of like Spanish culture. And it's heavy. And this film is for those people. I get all of that. I really do. It did not make me like that. I did, it did not make me like this film for that. I didn't it didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't it wasn't for me. And just to, to, to echo something Chris said earlier, I was absolutely annoyed with um, Jaime. Completely annoyed with his character. Like, he's supposed to be 22 or whatever. He's supposed to be ha having done, gone to school to be a lawyer or to go to law or whatever, right? This kid is, just feels like he is, he just feels completely ungrounded as his character. I would have preferred his sister had gotten the beetle instead of him i it it just it, his character i didn't click with it some of his acting just didn't hit for me and i've had issues with kind of his deal with being emotional or being serious or whatever on screen or even his facial expressions since cobra kai but i was i was lenient there because a lot of those kids in cobra kai are they're starting out they're acting but victor has been here since like parenthood as a kid so I've watched him grow up and go through these shows and act to see him in this role and to see that his character is just like, 
annoyingly bad at realizing when it's time to stop being a bitch and to just hone, like, figure it out, bro. Because his family steps up more to the plate in this film than I feel like he does. And it just annoys me because he's the one that has all the damn power. It, it just, and, huh. and then there's, then, then there is the whole, the, the, the symbiote thing. Like, I didn't feel like they developed that relationship very well. I feel like they didn't develop a lot of things in this film surrounding Blue Beetle and this power, where it came from, all this other stuff very well, because this film was so focused on the family. And I understand that that is going to be a huge draw for people, right? And there are people, there, there are certain cultures they are going to enjoy and love the hell out of that because it's relatable. And they're used to seeing, I'm assuming that's something that's in that their, their cultures, like television, their shows and stuff like that, right? It's kind of like if you watch a Korean drama, you kind of know what to expect when they go overboard with the drama part, but then they come back and they get really gruesome with the, the fighting and the action stuff. And then they go back to being heavy handed with the drama and the romance. I get that. So I just have to kind of, I have to kind of look at this one and be like, I, I, I just wanted more blue beetle shit to happen because I think they did really well with his character. And I, as far as like the, the action shots, the, the, the makeup, the visuals, I think they did really well. I felt a bit cheated while watching this. And I don't know if this is going to get a follow-up film. I, you know, they do some things at the end, but I don't know if we're going to get another Blue Beetle film. I guess that really depends on uh, yeah. guns planned and how well this does at the box office. You know what it is? You know what it is? To go to some of the things you were talking about, it, this is another one of those things where it feels like I get what they're trying to do with the DC universe and have the big start over again. It feels like, because everything you said about that is something also that I, it kind of annoyed me too, right? It's like, I'm expecting at this point in 2023 when we have these that I'm going to get the person in the suit most of the movie. That does not happen here. And I understand reasons why and I get it and things like that. But it feels like we're going all the way back to this idea of, I got to give their first, it was almost like the first, even with the first time, I mean, you got him in the suit a lot, but it's, it's back to that thing of like, I got to either depower. Remember that thing used to happen in superhero movies where it's like, I had this really super, uh, super powerful hero. I got to depower him so that most of the movie they're depowered. That's almost like what this feels like, where it's like, we got to focus on all the other stuff to build all this other stuff up, but you're not building it enough. So even the symbiotic relationship between him and the, the scare, you, you kind of don't get a lot on that. It's kind of a mystery that's throughout a, the movie. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's 100% what they're doing. But so here's the, but, right, but here's the problem with that. Like you said, we don't know if it's going to be another film. You don't get that opportunity to do that in this film. You got to come with everything up front to make sure you get the second film, right? Now, it's very likely they will get the second film. They, they do some stuff in the after credit scenes where they're clearly voting on that, and I think this is going to be part of a larger universe. But here's the thing, man. I said the same thing about Shazam. They set up a lot in that first Shazam film, and then I still got haven't seen the second. And we know where that's gone now, right? It's like that's that's the problem, right? So this is the again, this is the where I I I now come back from being burned by this group before, where even when it's something that I'm like, I could probably excuse, I gotta sit here and go like, I wish you had gone more. I wish you had done more. I get it. I get the whole family thing. I'm with you, Brandon. I was a little annoyed by it when I saw when I figured out what they were gonna do. I was like, ah, so we're doing it. I'm. I, it was so funny. Well, there were still there were still parts think, of it. I get I get why they did it. I get the cultural understanding of it. But it's still another one of those things of like, I kind of wish I I, I kind of that's not what I. It's not really why I'm here. I think I think I think as soon as they made an announcement, that's it. You can't forget you're making a superhero. That somebody wasn't a. Sorry, bro. You keep going out. Oh, my I, bad. When I realized what the retcon, I know I'm realizing that now. No, um, all I was going to say is once I realized which particular retcon they were going, and I just kind of let it be what it was going to be, and and kind of just sat back and let them cook. Like really early on in the first act, they say something that kind of signaled for me 
they were dealing with some ret they were doing some retcon on top of a retcon and i was like oh oh i'm not gonna we're not gonna that's just that this is not gonna be them the movie okay let's see what they do and I kind of just let it ride from there once I made that realization. I can't say exactly what it is because I feel like it's kind of a spoiler. So, but there's there's a early on something that gets said about a character, and once you realize what all the moving parts are and where they're coming from, that once I realized, oh, that's what you're doing, and then later over in the third act, once they actually kind of move into now we must confront our enemies territory, there's something else that happens, and I was like, yeah, we're not. That okay, we're not going to get that. If they don't get a second movie, we're not getting any of that. That's why I said I felt like it was a fun ride. It was good pace. I I love the way that they they oriented in the Reyes family. Um, they grounded that really well. But you both are really right that that part of the movie is very well developed, and I enjoyed it. But then again, I also I watched a lot of telenovelas and stuff, so some of the sensibility just was hilarious to me. Um, but I I also feel like the other parts of it i don't feel so much like they forgot they were making a superhero movie so much as they kind of hamstring themselves early with elements that they decided that were not going to be a part of this story and i and once you strip those elements out you guys are right you don't get some of the more core superhero development you get more of the person development and i feel like they did that and they went gung-ho with it because they had limited what they could do based on how they decided that they were going to introduce us and then how they were going to carry forward the story of the big corporation in the movie so, i just there's oh, here's here's my question and it's just it plagued me the whole film why did it pick Jaime? why this thing has been chilling dormant it picked one person we found out before that and they get to Jaime's character and it's like why Listen, there, I always thought they picked him because he was a blank fucking slate. Exactly the thing that annoys the shit out of both of y'all. Nothing about him. There's nothing about him in this film. He's not intelligent. He's not a good fighter. He's not, you know, it, like he, he doesn't have good intuition. He he really is just dumb. And he's dumb so much in this film. And I don't understand why it chose him. And they don't even venture to do that. I think the film is going to rely on the fact that it chose him because of his family. Which, again, that makes me feel like the sister was cheated. Because he's just not an interesting person. Outside of the suit, he's not interesting. They give him some lines to deliver in this film that just make his character even worse for me. It's it just, I don't... No, I honestly think it's because he's a clean, he's a, he's a blank slate. Like, you know, maybe you they want to play into like the there's the like, you know, the pure of heart type thing. But I think it chose him because of the high, the high level of naivety and that he's basically a blank slate. Come on. I mean, he didn't have a real major, bro. <laughs> but I, I really I, I, I think it's an underdeveloped part of the story. Um, Again, I think m- most of the story setup is done according to superhero mechanics. But then they don't do the superhero part of the storytelling. They do the person in the suit. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sadly afraid that, that a lot of that was held back for the second movie. And they did it in a way that gives them the option to move away from everything they've done in the first movie, even if they want to come back to Blue Beetle, which mm-hmm. makes, you know, and I don't know. I don't know whose call that was. I don't know if it was a script issue. I don't know. But it really felt like they made this movie. They put it into a vacuum. The director is somebody who's really good at coming in and doing these kind of grounded, you know, ensemble character pullouts. And he did an amazing job at that. But I feel like to a certain extent, whether this is where the power that be step in, they preserved a significant amount of the lore and everything that is Blue Beetle out of this movie in a way that if they choose to step completely away from the Reyes family and and pick a new person for the Scarab, they can without messing with the integrity of what they choose to do next. And that's it's so a little concerning. That's huh? not it. That's so half foot in, half foot out then because like, it, like Chris was saying, they have, WB has not earned that. At, at, at any point in the last 
10, we're at this point, we're, we're on like, we're talking about like 2014, right? We're almost 10 years into this. They have not earned it ever. And they keep trying to get away with it. And it's like, and I, I know people like to want to shit on Marvel films. They, that's just the thing to do because they continue to make money. And honestly, they just continue to be much better than these films. Like, but to, the, the, for me, it's like, if you feel like you have to keep things in your back pocket or you have to hold some things back in your introduction, just, I don't understand it. I do not understand it because you want to blow audiences away in the first film. You want to show them everything. Like you get the opportunity to make a superhero film on a $130 million budget. Why are you keeping things in your pocket for the next film? When it's time to do the next film, y'all have so much source material and so many things to pick from, and you'll have so much more opportunity to do cool things if out of the water you blow everyone away. Like if you if you come in and some and, and I hate to do this comparison, but if you come in with some into the spider-verse shit and everybody's like, man, I don't know how they can make a film better than this. And then we get across the fucking Spider-Verse. That's, that's pretty much my bar and what I'm looking for. That might seem unfair to some people. It might seem unrealistic. But honestly, I think with as much money as here and as much, as much as people talk about their capabilities and their qualities and their directing and their writing and all of these people fighting to get these opportunities in Hollywood to produce these type of products at this level, it should always be fucking incredible. And with WB, it is just constantly have no idea what's going to be in this gift, bro. Like, it's my birthday, and they wrapped it in paper, but I have no idea what I'm about to do. And it, well, it's, it's, because play a number, but it's because they play a weird, they play a weird numbers game. I mean, we all, we keep referencing Shazam, and I think that's a really good reference point, but... Fair. But one of the things about Shazam that everybody talks about is like the human story in the elements. And that's what's emphasized in Blue Beetle. It's not as even-handed and giving us all the other superhero stuff in Shazam, but we've all said that that was a fluke and they haven't learned any of the right lessons from it. And, and I think this movie is, exemplifies that they didn't learn all of the right lessons after the success of Shazam. I feel like they let them do half the things that they let them do in Shazam and Blue Beetle. We're lucky that the director is good enough that we got this good of a movie with the human part. But I think the whole emphasizing the, the out of the suit, emphasizing the family is the people at Warner actually thinking that's what made Shazam work. Not the whole movie. And that's why you see this heavy emphasis on this in the script. And, so, and I mean, we can, we can talk all day long about what happens when writers, you know, they write, but they're not the ones who have the final say. It's like, we're, we're dealing with this now. It's like, they don't have the autonomy that comes from having a Marvel, Marvel vertical. So there are a lot of other voices in the room that make a lot of decisions. Not everything with him in the suit is the stuff that you see in the trailer. There is a whole other aspect of it, but that falls into what Chris is saying, where, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, why are we still talking? And then why you want to talk again. And you get into those elements, and you and I can see all of that being the issue. I, I, so I feel what you're saying, but they're making, they're doing a different kind of calculus. They don't, they're not, they don't actually pay attention to the fact that they just make a good solid movie that does all the things that it does. We're going to go in, we're going to watch it and come out and said they did what they need to be done. They, mm -hmm. they don't, then that's, that's the big, huge flaw with Warner. It's like the simple fact that whatever Warner brothers numbers were that they gave back to Barbie, Mattel is now convinced that what they need to do is leverage everything that they've ever made rather than realizing they took an iconic figure and made a real movie about something that was again, world outside your window satire so now we get here and we've got those elements because they're in the hands of someone who knows what that should look and feel like but yeah the family is better than jaime it's, it's, the mom it's, is more interesting the dad is really cool the family uh, like, it, it, the family is the is is honestly like we talked y'all talked about the pacing it's because the family is interject is injected into this film every time they need to like this film has blue beetle and they are leaning they are leaning on george lopez in every scene like they, they, they were just like we need to make sure that he is in every scene even every scene that blue beetle is in the suit fighting in george lopez is right there 
every time. And then you look at other decisions that they made. I don't think I have ever watched a film. And maybe this is just because of her political nonsense and the things that she's been saying on Twitter. But I have never watched a film with Susan Sarandon and thought, why is she in this movie? I have never watched a film with her in it and thought, she has no reason to be here. I feel like she doesn't know where she is. And her character is fucking pointless. Like it is, it, and I know it's. I know she's supposed to be the big, the the, the big uh, company person that is trying to, to to do arms race and get this thing so she can use it to control, to have create all these weapons that she can then sell. We have seen this before. It is some. It is some cheap ass Lex Luthor shit. Like I get it. I get it. I get it. But having her do it, the lines that they wrote for her, and then having the, like the way she presented the character and carried it on. I was like, y'all really could have just brought Amanda Walner in here and been like, for some reason she's here and you don't even need to explain it. And you would have got a better fucking performance and it would have made more sense here because we've already seen that character on screen in this world. And he, and but this that's song. on Susan Sarandon, man. I'm not, that's Susan Sarandon. She, yeah, she's, but Susan Sarandon is not a bad actress and she doesn't make bad films. She's but she's bad. been in movies where she hasn't fully committed and it's been obvious and she didn't oh. commit it. Not at all in this, it, but it's but it's also I think it's what they gave her to work with. I honestly think that she looked at the script and it was like, "This is okay. This is an easy character to play, and that's exactly what it looks like on screen. This is an easy. I'm just gonna sleepwalk through this and be. I'm gonna be fucking white bread generic. I don't think that she sleepwalked through it, but I will say that I think that she was white bread generic, and I think that's because she's not really. Again, I. <sighs> Again, I feel like because they withheld so much stuff that has to do with Blue Beetle, like it's not in this movie. It's it's like they 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 put trappings in here and that and doing so eliminates what this character is supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be rooted. And that's why I said this is a family movie and it's it's fun and it's the introduction of a movie. And I and I agree with you, Chris. I don't necessarily particularly care for origin stories not necessarily for the same reasons you do but because of these reasons it's like you know we don't know anything about Jaime we also don't really know anything about um the opposing parties here the most people that we know stuff about is his family because they all 100% committed to their roles like we know what the sister is we know how she feels about things we know uh, I mean even the mysterious grandma and Nana who comes in here all of it's great all of it's well developed all of it's fully committed like but they kept Jaime a blank slate for a lot of the movie. Um, so, but I also feel like, you know, without saying too much, they're positioning, they're positioning the, the Rudy character to be kind of like, quote, the man in the chair. And that's why he's there so much. And, and, and I, I did like the way that they blended in, you know, kind of a personality that everybody has in their family into this character and having them turn out to be, the one who has some of the information they need, but because the other opposing side was so empty of the things that we needed from them, like the the lead female character opposing Jaime is the Jennifer girl, mm. and we don't really get enough from her, and we can't because of what they denied that side of the equation. What well, a yada yada a lot of her shit too. They just, oh yeah, this is just here. We've never discussed mm-hmm. this. We didn't mm-hmm. use this at any point in our history to try to stop anything that isn't happening that we don't agree with, but we're just going to pull it out now. It's mm-hmm. just been sitting here chilling. Like, and that was the first signal. But that was the first signal when I realized they're not giving this movie any of the... Maybe, did the I don't know if they didn't get the license. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do, what do we know exactly what they own of Blue Beetle for DC? Well, what, to be do, fair, do we... I mean, I, I think also to be fair, they do uh, that stuff didn't. Bo- I think it is a little bit of a problem. I they definitely have the license because they do have a lot of that stuff there. It's just done very early in the film as they open the film up as a read along in the thing. It's kind of the same thing they did with uh, Kong Island and uh, what was it? You know, Skull Island and a couple other like um like when they would do like the 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 Kong or the Kong and Godzilla films where they do a lot of the monarch stuff, you gotta read it in the background and stuff like that. That's where a lot of that stuff pops up. And so they're expecting you again, it's not enough, right, to give you the full backstory, but that's kind of where they 
they crammed a lot of that stuff in at the early beginning of the film. So it's definitely there, and it's definitely they had the license for the stuff. It's just that they decided to go a different way, and so you're having to pick up on all that stuff. And again, it's not enough. It's just, it, it, it goes back to what we've been saying. If you're going to fully commit to an origin story, then fully commit to an origin story. Give us all the origin. Don't 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 right. get the don't give the don't get the 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 cliff notes and the and the and the credits and the opening credits go fully there right and they they that's what they didn't do um right and then I mean yeah. I don't think I don't I don't count it if you're putting it in my opening credits behind and in Correct. between the title card if right. it, it, it doesn't count if no one even really knows what you're doing and, if they right. if they don't have an immediate like if they don't have an immediate recognition that that's what you're doing. Yeah, sorry, Ro, you broke up again. Doing that, that all of that stuff matters in a way to where you, you understand. Oh. Yeah, you your connection is really bad. I don't know. I think it's the atmosphere. I just yeah. got an actual notification of four. Got you. But um. Yeah, my connection is terrible. Yeah, yeah. That, I, and I, and again, I, I agree. It's just one of those things. Like, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, they could have. I mean, they could have gone and they could have gone and just made a two-hour and twenty-minute film, right? I and mean, they should they should have and and and. And done that, but again, it's that thing of because it's only two hours and seven. There's an, there's almost too much here, and it's that thing of, and I get it. I and, and I, I'm really hoping that they do give us a second film, right? I don't say that very often about these DC films. Hope they do because I hope and I hope, or even a couple of films, right? Depending on where they're trying to go with some of the stuff they do in the first after credit scene, right? I use it to build up the world so we can see more of it, and then allow them to really take their time, like. It, I I think if we are, if this does well at the box office and this is really the first step for, for James Gunn, then I have more confidence in us going with another set of films um, than I did with Shazam and everything like that. Because unfortunately, the first Shazam was still underneath the old regime. And so we kind of figured that they weren't, they're going to play the bullshit. Here, I'm a little bit more... I'll just say I'm 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 watching a little bit more closely because they are supposedly giving James Gunn uh, uh, some leeway to to move forward with this and we'll see how long it lasts, right? You know. And, and again, Look, I know I know I, I've said it before. I trust James Gunn more than more than anybody else over there, but he is not the sole head and exactly. the person who he is is right coupled to is mm-hmm, not trustworthy at all. Right, not trustworthy not at all. So, like I said, I'm, we'll see. So, I'm reading. I'm reading the wiki about the writing, and okay. <laughs> so it, it says that um, the 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 script writer Soto did not want to film to be another story where 15 minutes in something happens, and 15 minutes later he's dominating experience, and by the end he's saving the world. And instead wanted to explore his growth, saying that he's Ray is not going to save the world yet. He doesn't deserve to yet. Soto and so and so had decided to do so by taking a grounded approach towards his character while exploring his relationship with his family. Kajida, the symbiotic alien that provides Ray's powers, Solo also took inspiration from the New Fifty Two Mission Impossible and Impossible. And he he did continue to explicitly say that even even at one point he says the intent was to they had his family witness his transformation because the intent was twofold. And amusingly felt Latino families were very nosy while also showing that the family is our superpowers to some extent. Like this film is so heavy handed in that, that he's basically quoting things that I said earlier. Yeah. I'm saying them again. And my problem with this, my problem with this is I think that he's a bit too cocky in what his, in his, in, in when I think that he's, he's being a bit too, I'm not sure what the word is, right? I don't think, I don't know if cocky is the word. I think it kind of is, though. For you to suggest that this that you would have written a script where this character would save the world, right? And honestly, what we're getting here is a film where he can barely save his own fucking family. There has to be a middle ground here, buddy. You can't give someone this type of powers and have that character struggle for the whole two hours. And it's literally the whole two hours. It is not he struggles at first. He starts to grow and develop and he understands it no it's just like a snap thing it's like bro get your head straight and even then he's still fucking up he's still being goofy as shit 
that, that I'm sorry, but that shit annoys me. And then this other idea that in other superhero films, they always save the world, right? Well, if that's true, then, and, and people like to compare to Marvel. If that's true, how did we end up with fucking Infinity War and Endgame? Because if you think about it, every time they thought they were saving the world, they actually weren't. And that shit almost, that shit came back on them. If you think like that long fold, what are the consequences of, of what is happening? And these new people that weird that, that these new things that are coming uh, from so, different galaxies. Right, and but it's just but it's this, it's this idea of earning it, and it's it's. I'm telling you, the gospel, the struggle gospel, is a problem. People really, truly, honestly, like, look, like we all we are all black people in here, and we know good and damn well struggle porn pays. Mm-hmm. And I and and I really feel to a certain extent that he was trying to make sure that he got to tell his story by telling it through a lens and a sensibility that would be accessible and resonate with white people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you are correct. He was very heavy headed in some of the things. That's why I said there's one part of this movie that is wildly successful and it's wildly entertaining and it's amazingly well done. But the other part of what we needed in this movie to make it make rational and logical sense and make it be something that James Gunn says, yeah, no, this is a world we're going to keep going in. It's not all the way here. And it's because he didn't commit to the idea that that having him watch him through his development didn't mean that he had to be a bumblefuck for the whole movie. Didn't mean that he had to hold on to this naive ingenue shit for the whole movie. Didn't mean that it had to come from a place of trauma before he caught the point. But that's how they think that this that's the roadmap. That's the rubric for getting these kinds of pitches through and getting them passed. And so I wasn't really surprised to see it. But in his fervent earnestness, you were correct. There are certain parts where he was super, super heavy handed. But this movie is going to make its money. I mean, you want to talk about the minority majority? Yeah, this it will. And again, I mean... right in the wheelhouse to do what it needs to do to make its money. So I am also hopeful that we'll get to come back and some of the elements that aren't here, we'll get to see. And and I think something you said, Brandon, I think resonates with me and I kind of felt the same way. I, I think it's, it's one of the things I'm happy for you, right? I'm happy for everyone who really does. It's not the film for me, probably overall, just kind of like, Suzanne was like, fine, it was good, but, and I can recognize Suzanne being like the best film DC's made in their universe. Uh, right. Uh, but still also say, yeah, it's not really me. It's the same thing with this one, right? It's happy for the folks that really resonate with this. Um, and, and, and having this superhero and the cultural reference, uh, resonance of it, but also realizing that it's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I've gotten to that point where it's just like that, that type of origin and having to deal with it. Like I said, thank God they, they didn't do this with Spider-Man, but I swear to God, I mean, uh, yeah, Spider-Man, like the actual Tom Holland ones, because even with Tom Holland being young and goofy, things like that, he still went out and just did the... still Bro, he's embraced, a fucking boss. Yeah, he, he embraced he's it. A boss. He's a boss. Yeah, he embraced it, right? So it's like, yo, I couldn't imagine how annoyed I would be if the entire time, you know, uh, Peter Parker was basically trying, oh, no, no, let's not do... Oh, I can't do anything like this. Oh, come on, man. Let's talk it like and even you you know, no, no, I know what it was. I know I know what it was. I know what it was. I know what it was. I, no, I got it. I got, I got it what it was. This this is what it was. That's the thing. Cause I was gonna say it was like, yeah, it was like, can you imagine Tom Holland talking shit? I was like, wait, actually no, he does. He does oh, he, he does he does the entire movie, and I was like, Oh, that's what it was. They're funny. The quips in here with Hobby and and, and Blue Beetle, they're not funny. He would say things, I'm like no, that's not a good quip. That's not like you're trying to do the Spider-Man thing, but that's like a terrible, like that's just you're not good at it. And so that's, that's also the thing happens that when you don't yeah. commit to a chosen, you tell yeah. a chosen one story, but then you don't commit, don't to, commit right. to it with yeah. your lead character. So, yeah. So that that's I, I was talking it through it, and that, that's what it hit me too. It was like that was the other thing that took me out of it, where it's like, oh man, you know, it's it's almost there, but it's like. I can't even get the spy. I you can't even. I can't even get the Spider-Man quips right. I'm not even getting those because even from the I, point of, could you get a little bit of this sometimes with with early Miles, where it's like not really ready to be a hero, learning how to get my power, things like that. But you still got the quips. You still got the fun. Nope. Like here, like I don't. I I wasn't getting it, and so I couldn't figure out what it was until we we just said it right there, and I'm like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. 
That's what mm-hmm. it is. All right. Like, well, well, I think yeah. for me, it's like multiple comparisons that I had to make while thinking about this before we did this review. And so I, a couple of them, I think I figured out why we've been discussing them. One is the, is the Spider-Man comparison, right? A young kid who gets powers and there's going to be some goofy, there's going to be some adolescence, there's going to be some learning, but there's something about him that has to be special for the reason that you see that he has this power, right? Never for, uh, think, real, real quick, never forget, we also got this with Miss Marvel. Huh? We also got it with Miss Marvel. Oh! Don't awesome. bring this Marvel into this because then it's over. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay, so again, all right, right. But then there was another another angle that I looked at it from, right? Because I respect the Spanish culture. I want to see them prosper in Hollywood. I want to see them get films that are for them. And this film is for them, right? But I compared it directly to if Black Panther, if if Black Panther had been less Black Panther and more black lightning would i have been okay Mm. and i would not have been okay and when we get films like black lightning and luke cage or shows like that i get super fucking annoyed because i want different for us so to see black panther and then see the wakanda is very heavy-handed in culture is very heavy-handed in blackness is very heavy handed in white people are trash, but also it's a fucking, they're both superhero film. There's no confusion that Black Panther is, and Wakanda itself are superheroes in those films, right? That's what I, I want that for Blue Beetle. I want there to be no confusion that you can have a balance of La Familia, and a superhero. That's all I, that's, that for, for me, is pretty much that. So I'm not saying that Blue Beetle is Black Lightning, but I also cannot say that it's Black Panther. It falls somewhere short in between for me. I'm sorry, I'm not even putting this in the category of Black Panther, and that's not because I'm a Black person. It's because of where they started and oriented the story. They're non, they're in, they're incomparable. But you guys made something kick in my head. This story is set up like it's serious, like it's episodic, and that's why as soon as you said Miss Marvel, I'm like, oh, that's what's wrong with this. Yeah. This this is episode one. This is a pilot. And we don't get the rest unless this succeeds because this is this storytelling is unbalanced. It's like the Victoria, the villain, Susan Sarandon, she doesn't work. It's too bland. It's too flat. It's it, there's no life there. Uh, everything that falls under her vertical kind of falls apart unless you really know some of the things that that were in the background. Like if you don't know the story of the School of the Americas, a lot of shit not gonna make no sense to you when you see it. And um, all of the other things that are going on there. But this that's what it is. This is set up like someone who's telling something for TV, like that it's going to be episodically, like we're going to be able to come back next week and we're going to get the next thing that we saw from like the cutouts that are clear cutaway scenes. We're going to get those transitions, but we're not because this is a movie. I mean, it so, opens yeah. up the TV series, the whole yeah. intro. Yeah. <laughs> it opens up like Hawkeye. Uh, that, which I'm not, I was, I don't know if I was, I, I did like the music until I realized they just kept playing the same over and over and over. No, they didn't, but I know what you mean. But no, I mean, I thought it, I, this is why I said that I, I, I liked what they did. I liked how it came in and came together, but it, it, it doesn't bring what's supposed to be a part of this genre fully on board with it and maybe that's purposeful and if it's really purposeful that's disrespectful and i don't like it it's also detrimental to the brand they're trying to set up for blue beetle which could be detrimental to their life at warner so if it's purposeful and i'm starting to feel like it is now based on some of the stuff that you read um from soto um, that's concerning, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But I mean, I, it, the movie's going to make its money, and I really hope that that they learn the right lessons from this movie going forward, and that James Gunn tells the bean cruncher in his ear to shut the fuck up and let him cook, because he yeah. won't let them neglect. What would you guys give it out of ten? Um, I can't go higher than six and a half. Oh my God, we agree. 
<laughs> where I'm at. Mm. I'm at a six and a half. Damn, I, I was gonna be at least a seven, seven and a half. So you're the six and a half to my nah. Six and a half. Damn. Nah. Damn. Not not in the same year as across the motherfucking Spider Verse. Look, I'm not great. Well, no, I mean, like but no, but a... like you gave across. Not... Okay, that's not fair. I mean. Across I, I, the spider, first I'm of all, first across the spider verse. This was like movie a isn't even as cohesive as together as freaks, and that was an indie project that we fucking loved. You're right. They but, went the well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, We gave yes. both of those films like nine and a half and tens. Yep, sure did. S- right, so you could give it a seven and seven and a half and still nope. say this. No, I okay. can't. This okay. is six and a half. Okay, Look, no, that's fine. Funny. That's fine. That's it's fine. It's emotionally okay. resonant. The family right. element really works, but this is a superhero movie. This is supposed to be a movie that brings the super into this. It's supposed to bring those elements. It is when you talk about transcending the genre, it's supposed to be because you blend everything that superhero mechanics so well into a story that resonates on an emotional level that nobody can fuck with anything that you were doing in any way, shape, or form. And he decided that one part of that equation was more important than the others. And because he did, he gets a six and a damn half. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you guys have it. Six, two six and a half and seven and a half. I'm going to go seven and a half. Like, I'm just going to do that. So... Um, let's see what we got coming out. Um, we'll do a spoiler review for this. I think there are some things. I think it'll be a, in a better discussion for us too if we can talk about some spoilers for this. Uh, I'll be out of town, so maybe we'll record that spoiler review next week sometime. Um, so um, yeah. So uh, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening to us on Movie Trailer Reviews. Uh, we'll be back, and again, uh, check out Premium for those of you guys who have premium subscriptions. This will be one of the, the spoiler reviews we do there. We'll also be doing some uh, insanity checks this month to, uh, to round out premium by the end of the year. So, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.